Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and we want to talk today about rest, specifically how to make your rest more restful, because we talk to a lot of people and experience this ourselves, where we're perpetually worn out and tired and can't seem to catch up. Mm -hmm. And you know that feeling, I'm sure, of maybe it's after a day off, or it's after a weekend, or even, you know... After a, a vacation, yeah, and and you're just as tired as you were before, or even more so. Mm-hmm. And so, what is wrong with the way we're resting, or is is there something wrong with the way we're resting? Yeah, and is there a way to do that better? Right, and I think it'd be, <laughs> I think most of us could do a better job of resting. It's funny; it's one of those things that maybe we tend to think it's rest time. You don't need a plan. You don't need to think through it. I just do whatever I want. I just need to relax and unwind. I think there's just a little bit more to it than maybe we tend to fall into. So it probably is helpful for us to define rest. What does biblical rest look like? What's the purpose of rest? Because I think that helps us to understand how we can do a better job of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not simply sleeping or, mm-hmm. you know, catching your breath. Right. But when the Bible talks about rest, it's talking about something that's a little more, um, you know, a, a kind of a bigger term yeah. that includes those things. But um, importantly, it includes kind of a break from what you normally do and which gives you time to think about God, to reflect on God, to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. And that was at least um, the design of the Sabbath day in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. You have God setting this pattern of working for six days, and then on the seventh day of creation, God rested. Mm -hmm. And then the law, the Old Testament law, picks up on that and says, well, that's a pattern, and you need to devote that seventh day to the Lord. It's a Sabbath day to the Lord. And so take a day, pause from your normal activity and devote that day to the Lord and thinking about God and spending time with God and being with the people of God. And so, so that's kind of the creational pattern that Mm -hmm. we have. Now, the New Testament doesn't specifically reinforce that uh, commandment, but it certainly uh, conveys the importance of rest and maybe assumes the importance of rest, but most significantly, kind of refocuses the idea of rest onto Christ and says, hey, Jesus is your rest, and you enter his rest by, you know, trusting in him. So anyway, there's a lot of maybe theology we could explore as it relates to rest, but the bottom line is what we want to talk about is this creational pattern of Mm -hmm. working six days and then resting on the seventh, which, as I said a long time ago now at this point, uh, (laughs) is a break from your normal routine, your normal activity, a pause. Yeah, but I do think it's helpful to get that quick overview and maybe, you know, if you're listening, you want to do more of an in-depth overview, you could of what rest is like what you're talking about. But that's helpful because I do think sometimes we, like I said, fall into the pattern of it's my rest time and not thinking that there is a purpose, not having a plan in entering the rest time. And there could be, a really good point to be made, at least from what we've even seen in our lives, that when we have somewhat of a plan, somewhat of a thought behind, here's some rest time, what should we do? Not just, you know, or whatever we want, or, you know, I don't know. Then then it's better and it's more restful. So it's nice to know. Yeah, yeah because if you just go into a day off mm-hmm. without a plan, Ugh. you can very easily 
waste that time Mm -hmm. and have it be very unrestful, unproductive. Mm -hmm. And uh, just that that word waste is a good word. You you had an opportunity to rest and you didn't capitalize on it. Right. You're still tired. You're still worn out. You haven't yet rested. Yes. It's one of my pet peeves. Really? On a, on a day off, not knowing if there's a plan. I'm saying when there's not a plan and not having kind of a purpose behind it, it's like, what what's happening today? I know we're resting. I know that is the plan, but what? how does that flesh itself out? And so I'm always happier if I kind of know what's going down in the schedule for that. So how can we help our listeners have their rest be more restful? Yeah. Well, I think one, what we've said is rest ought to include, good rest ought to include time with God. Mm-hmm. Now, it's easy for us to think that that is kind of exhausting and, you know, an obstacle to rest. You know, going to church, reading your Bible, spending time in prayer, maybe, maybe your default is to think, man, those those are things that, you know, take it out of me. Um, you know, I got to check those off the list before I can rest. Right. But I think there's a sense in which those are key ingredients to helping you get better rest, spending time with God. Yeah. And if you don't do that for a week and you're feeling, you know, uh, restless and uneasy and Mm -hmm. you're struggling and like, well, there's a big part of your spiritual life, a big part of your life that, you know, is is non-existent. Yeah. So go to church. Be right. with the people of God. Open up your Bible. Those are important factors. Yeah, even just if you're having an overwhelming day and you're maybe getting a 30-minute rest break, it could be more wise. And I think it is often more wise for us to spend time doing something restorative with the Lord rather than zoning out. Now, you know, maybe you need, you've got little babies and you need the nap. You need to close your eyes. You need to shut down for 30 minutes and, and sleep or whatever. But even the other day, you you took the kiddos and it was like 30, 40 minutes. And you're like, what are you mm. going to do? And I said, I'm going to sing worship songs. Yeah. I'm going to play the piano. I'm going to like think about God. I'm just going to, I'm just going to have some quiet reflection time with the Lord yeah. singing and, you know, thinking, and that was better, I think, looking back than mm. if I had just, you know, watched a show or something, which would be restful too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but you bring up that idea of, you know, watching a show or, you know, maybe going on your phone or social media or something like that. And like, if we're not careful, we can just kind of default to doing that kind of stuff. And for, you know, maximum amount of possible time for rest time. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're suggesting here is that that's not the best use of the time. There, yeah. there, there are other important pieces to the puzzle. And if you omit those, it's a problem. Yeah, I would say that for sure, <laughs> screens are not always the best, at least for me, to be restored and refreshed, even though they're maybe the easiest and most alluring or tempting for me because it's, you know, something I'm holding in my pocket, something very easily accessible. And it is restful to watch a show or to, you know, go on Facebook or or whatever that you might be drawn to. Some people love the little game. I have a game on my phone I like to do sometimes, right? Those things can be helpful and give a break from the norm, but they also can kind of suck me in and make me feel like I'm wasting my rest time, not always coming out of that time with like a refreshed sense of, okay, back to work or back to life or back to, you know, the things I need to do. Often they kind of 
drain me or I feel like what's the like it's like a I'm in like a fog you know if you've do mm. it's like the screen yeah. time sometimes like oh, I don't want to do it it's like it almost fosters more laziness at times for me yeah. so I think it can be dangerous to always just go to the screen because yeah. it's it's a tempting thing that sucks you in takes a long time turns into something more and I don't know I don't know that I feel refreshed afterwards. Yeah, that's always. right. Yeah, I see that. And and I think it's just one of those things you can get sucked in and spend more time than you planned on or, yes. yeah. you know, end up, you know, wasting time that right. you just didn't intend to waste or spending time you didn't intend to spend. Yeah. And that makes me think of this proverb, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. It says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. So like having a good kind of consistent work ethic is good, plenty mm -hmm. of bread. But it goes on. He who follows worthless pursuits mm. lacks sense. And so this proverb kind of brings up that that idea of time wasters. Yeah. Worthless pursuits. Yeah. What are those worthless pursuits? Now, going on a screen, watching a show, yeah. you know, something like that, it is not inherently worthless. Right. It, it can be worth there's some value there if you use it appropriately. Right. But if you just kind of like zone out for a day. <laughs> like that's <laughs> or hours and hours. Yeah. yeah like that, yeah. you know, to what end? Right. To what end? And right. so I just think that's a good question to ask when you go on your phone, or you watch a show or, you know, you want to rest in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. Okay. To what end? Yeah. So I think that's kind of a helpful question to ask and to be strategic with the way we use some of these um, options that we have around us. Okay. Uh, and so I guess then there's a sense in which, um, we're talking, we're kind of going back and forth between physical rest, like sleep, and then this kind mm -hmm. of spiritually restorative mm -hmm. stuff. And right. it's confusing because these things do overlap. Right. You know, so another aspect is, you know, when do you wake up and mm -hmm. what do you do when you wake up? And, you know, we, we've been able to kind of sync our schedules up a little bit where we wake up and like read our Bibles together in the morning. And mm -hmm. we're, you know, kind of like on the same page with, the morning and evening routine. I mean, not exactly because I'm usually falling asleep <laughs> on the couch before you. Early, yeah. But but we're close. Yes, and it hasn't always been that way. And you know, I I by nature uh, could stay up late and sleep in, and that would probably be my favorite if I were just picking and I didn't have four children and I didn't have you know I don't know if if it was just what what would I fall into? But over the years, I I did notice that we were. We were missing out on a lot of time that we could spend together in a relationship, a lot of even rest time, a lot of morning rest time with the Lord together. If I'm going to bed two hours later than you and waking up two hours later than you, there's really, you know, two at night and two in the morning we're missing out on. So all that to say, something that I've tried to do in the last, I don't know how many years it's been, is to become a morning person. And really, not because it's better per se, but because it's better for my rest and your rest mm -hmm. in our relationship. I am enabling myself to get that quiet time with the Lord, that restorative time with him, and to make sure we're getting restful time together, quiet mm -hmm. time together, you know, and and not kind of miss missing each other. Oh, you're going to bed. I'm staying up later. All right, see you in the mm -hmm. morning. And now I'm groggy. You've been up for hours. You're ready to talk and I, I'm not ready. You know, it's kind of getting us lined up. And I think that can be helpful in a marriage to kind of sync up your rest time, your downtime and your quiet time as much as possible, if, yep. it, if it's possible. Yeah. And I think it is really important 
for, you know, and, and this allows a married couple to rest better and rest together. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of mostly like, as I said earlier, kind of a physical rest component. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, an important layer to this. And that is the, the quality of your relationship with your spouse. Is there peace in your relationship? Uh, are you like constantly fighting and battling? Is there strife in the home? Is there right. turmoil in the home? Is there, you know, like just kind of relational angst? Because mm-hmm. that is very exhausting. Yeah. And so right. you may be sleeping, you know, on a good routine with sleep. You may be, you know, doing some of these other things we're talking about. But if you're constantly fighting and battling with your spouse, right. then that's not restful. That's Definitely. exhausting. Definitely. And so there's another layer then to what you just said, and that's the relational piece. Yes. Yeah. So a couple elements to that one. And I think those are both really important. Now, maybe just one or two more for the sake of time. Um you know, we talk about sleep patterns, going to sleep at a good time, waking up at a good time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that you have added to that recently, which has improved your rest, mm-hmm. is exercise. I say you because yeah. I haven't exercised that much, but <laughs> but I am a little bit. Um, Starting to, yeah. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's just really noteworthy yes. that you are spending more effort and energy and exercising and working out your body. Yeah. And the result is not that your body's more tired and worn down. The result is that your body's getting better rest and is more energized. Yeah. It's like you you hear every fitness person ever say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I've seen that. And, you know, yeah. taking care of our bodies and being healthy and making sure that this body God has given us is something that we use correctly. And part of that for me is, you know, when I have some time where it's a break in my normal routine or and I'm wanting some restorative time, exercise really helps me. It helps my sleep. It helps me to eat better, to feel better. It helps me to to even be ready to go back to work, right? Because often we talk about we're resting in order so we can get back to work. I mean, because there's work to be done. So that exercise actually helps my body when I miss it, when I take a few days off or whatever. I actually feel less rested and more depleted, which is counterintuitive in some ways. But, you know, this just shows that for me, that time given to rather than, you know, I don't know, doing something else, I'm putting it in towards exercise a few times a week to really kind of keep me going. It is pretty amazing. And this is, you know, I guess just the way God created our bodies. Right. But it is counterintuitive. And we've seen it firsthand just in this season of life. Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool to see and for us both kind of to move that direction. Yeah. Um, I joke about it that I'm not working out, but, but I am a little bit. And I've seen these things to be true in my life over the years as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's not always the case that you can get a midday workout, for example. But on the rare occasions when I, I have been able to do that, it's like, wow, the rest of the afternoon is super productive. Yeah. Because, you know, at work, I'm like, you know, blood is flowing, brain is working, you're not hitting any after lunch slump and, you know, like, you know, being tired through the afternoon. And so it's like you could just crank out the pots of coffee and keep drinking coffee and whatever, you know, right, to right. try to stay awake. Or alternatively, turns out exercise is very energizing. <laughs> and, um, yeah not just for working in the afternoon, but you know, what I've seen with you is like your quality of sleep and your quality of rest is better overall. So anyway, there's, um, 
you know, I, I guess just a lot of elements to this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe this podcast has helped to encourage people to think a little more broadly about these different aspects of rest. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it helps you to make your rest more restful. Thanks for listening. All right. See you.